So in this episode, I seek to answer a question that a lot of people ask, that they ask even way more than would you rather or never have I ever. And the question is, who fucks better? Now, of course, if I'm going to be asking that question, you all know the kind of content that I'll be talking about on this episode, so you all already know the drill. If there's a friend or a family member or a kid that might not find this content to be particularly good or is underage, then, you know, it might be best either wear some earphones or tell them to fuck off. But before I get into such juicy content, let me start with something that's not as juicy and slightly annoying. Now, Demi Lovato recently came out to admit that they are no longer using the they-them pronouns as her pronouns and have reverted back to the she and her pronouns that she originally had because, well, vagina. And this came about a year after coming out as non-binary. Now, I'm going to be very honest and say that there's some terminologies that I don't use because it might sound disrespectful to certain challenged people, you know, like mentally challenged ones. And even though I might use certain phrases for comedy or to insult someone in some way, I wouldn't want to sort of degrade the kind of condition that they're having. But in this case, I'm going to ask that you please forgive me for saying this, but this bitch is genuinely retarded. Like, this woman is actually mad. Because honestly, what the f***? One year. Like literally, one year. I actually even covered this shit a year ago. Either it was 2021 or 2020. I can't remember because I didn't really care all that much about this shit. Like, you're telling me after this whole thing of, oh, you know, I don't identify as male or female, I'm gonna be non-binary, blah, blah, blah. This shorty decided to do an about turn after a year? Like, I'd have expected five years or ten maybe. But you're telling me that after a year of acting like you're neither male nor female, you're suddenly running back to the gender parade. Like, even her explanation for her choosing to go all fluid and non-binary and shit actually doesn't even hold water. No pun intended. Because she says, and I quote in a very weird voice, For me, I'm such a fluid person that I felt like, especially last year, my energy was balanced in my masculine and feminine energy so that when I was faced with the choice of walking into a bathroom and it said women or men, I didn't feel like there was a bathroom for me because I didn't feel necessarily like a woman. I didn't feel like a man. I just felt human. End quote. And like you're telling me, and let me just try and get this very clearly, that your choice to become non-binary came because you weren't sure of which bathroom to go to. Like, I'm actually trying to wrap my head around this. Like, you have the parts of a woman, so you'd probably be better off going to a woman's bathroom, right? Like, I can understand transsexuals to a certain degree. Like, if it's a tranny, like, I can, I can totally get it. You know, you have women's tits and a guy's dick. It can be a little bit contentious because if you go to a guy's bathroom, it's going to look like there's sort of like a woman in the bathroom. But if you go to a woman's bathroom, you know, if, you know, they see your dick swinging on the way out, you know, it's it's not going to look all that great. You know, it kind of makes sense. Or, you know, if you have a guy's body, but but, you know, a woman's vagina, like I can get how that doesn't make sense. Like you can have an issue in terms of which bathroom to go to. But you have a vagina for a woman and tits for a woman like You might as well just go to the woman's bathroom at this point and just cut yourself some slack. But at the end of the day, still, you're choosing to make a decision off of which bathroom you should go to. 
Like, bitch, just hold your piss and go home. Then you can use the bathroom there. Like, that shit is so much easier. Honestly, I never really thought I'd be saying this, but frankly, if this bitch could just shut up and stick to making pop music, I think we'd all be happier as the internet. Or she could go back to doing drugs or, you know, get off them because clearly this sounds like some shit that someone who's on drugs would probably say. But anyways, I wouldn't really know all of that shit because I haven't tried those drugs. What I have been trying for the past three years is this podcast, which fortunately hasn't made me question my pronouns because I usually keep shit simple, you know, especially with the way I start, which is... Welcome to Breaktown on Westside, your number one Breaktown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not identify as she, her, gay, or them, because I like to keep it simple. You know, I came to this world with a dick, so I already know what I am. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationship show, where I get to talk about fucking. Some people complain that I talk too much about fucking, but they still come back and they listen to me talking about fucking. And at some point, as they complain about me talking too much about fucking i hit them with that conclusion and if you do agree with it as well if you disagree with it you know whichever feedback it is that you feel like you have the place to hit me up at is at breaktime on Westside on ig on facebook it is also at breaktime on Westside, and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms which is at bagaka the d and if you like what you're listening to and you'd like to keep it up on the charts a nice rating and or review on the app that you are using would be highly appreciated you know keeps me up on the charts and allows me to not lie to people and tell them that i'm a chart topping podcast and shit because i do not like to lie and i believe that you are probably enjoying what it is that you're listening to because if you didn't enjoy it then you know you also have the option of hitting me up on socials and saying that you didn't enjoy it because of a certain reason you know i like to work both ends so that we can both sort of benefit from each other like that but anyways all that said and done we do have a bunch of wild shit to talk about on this episode and i will start things off by talking about the man known as kevin gates and no for those of you all that don't know who or what kevin gates is he is not the son to bill gates or in any way related to bill gates besides the fact that both of them have mothers what kevin gates is is a hip-hop artist and a very outspoken one of late because while he hasn't been making all that much music he has been on social media quite a bit more so for his takes on you know certain things that relate to sex now last month while he was on a recently started podcast i can't remember with which hip-hop artist he managed to talk about how apparently he once you know used to bang his cousin and it sort of became big news but i kind of did a bit of research and i realized that this is something that he said time and time again on a bunch of different interviews you know ranging all the way back from about three years ago and i would have actually spoken about it on the podcast but you know there was definitely wilder things to talk about on the podcast relating to sex so i kind of did put it on the back burner but in a recent interview with the breakfast club he ended up making a couple of interesting remarks about the kind of babes that he likes to hit and how some of them will give better sex than others and i found his statements to be particularly interesting so i'm gonna play the clip for you then i'm gonna help decipher whether whatever it is that he's saying is true bullshit or just demi lovato all in general so here it is have we, you ever met your match in the bedroom um i met somebody really close and guess what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I haven't met my match, but I met somebody that's really close. And the reason I say she really, really close, oh, God, don't kill me. She got acne in her face. I know this going to sound <laughs> crazy. I know this going to sound crazy. A okay. lot of women with acne in their face got good pussy because their hormones, their hormones are so imbalanced 
that it caused them to have congestion. So they not releasing properly. See, once I start really just calling, I really <laughs> put it on her, her face start clearing up. Because okay. a lot of time we break out, you know this, we have back acne developed due to what? Stress mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I'm not saying all women with acne got. That's where they get eczema, all anything with the skin, yeah. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of the a lot of the the things that go on with us are really internally. I'm not just saying it for that, but she she up there, she in my top three. That's good, man. Cause there's a lot of women out there with acne and they got insecurities because of the acne. But you just no, gave I'm us, so gave serious. Us another perspective. I'm so yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like a woman with lit, lit act, a little bit of congestion, let acne in her face, them be the ones. I'm talking about pussy good. So you don't like the makeup. Soaking man. wet. All right. So let me just try and get this straight. So he's saying that babes who have acne will actually give better sex because blah, blah, hormonal issues, blah, blah. But at the same time, he says that not all babes with acne will give good sex. But babes, with, I don't know. Like, I feel like this man just contradicted himself entirely. Like... This shit should have just been said as, you know what, I know this certain shorty, she has acne and she gives amazing pussy. And I think y'all should give babes with acne a chance. But this guy just went all out and just started talking about babes with acne. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, all right, here's the thing. I don't know all that much about the human anatomy and how hormones will, you know, change that much about a person. But I have never in my three years of podcasting, in my six years of doing entertainment and in most of my life of, you know, looking into biology and, you know, female anatomy and shit. Have I ever heard that a change in hormones will make sex better or worse? Like I can get if you're talking about something like vaginal dryness or like sex drive, like sex drive in general. That one, if you told me that it improves the sex drive, fine, cool. If you told me it decreases the sex drive, fine, cool. You know, it makes a shorty thicker or not so thick. Like, that you can make sense. But you're telling me that a shorty with acne is better in terms of, oh no. Like, nah. Nah, this one, this one sounds more Demi Lovato than bullshit even. This is just a nigga just trying to talk a lot. And at no point in time have I ever heard that certain hormone changes will make pussy better or dick better. Like, I believe that if certain hormones would actually make pussy better, then I tend to think that certain other hormones would make dick better as well. But besides changing stamina or an increase or a decrease in sex drive and increasing endurance and shit, like, I don't think that any other hormones will actually make giving dick a lot better. So, frankly, if it's not happening on both sides of the scale, even though I know it doesn't necessarily always have to work that way, I'm just gonna term it as absolute Demi Lovato here. And in his own song's terms, I will just conclude that he is thinking with his dick. And I will definitely leave that and move it on to our main topic of this episode. Now, as a person that talks quite a bit about sex and relationships, I do tend to think that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast also listen to other podcasts that deal with sex and relationships. Now, one of the more popular podcasts that deals with the same exact matters as I do is known as the Lovers and Friends podcast, and it's hosted by a sex and relationships person known as Shan Booty. Now, Shan Booty takes a more liberal approach to this entire thing, and by all means, you know, I also sort of take a liberal approach, but my approach is part liberal, part conservative, just, you know, mostly because guy is shit, you know, boy stuff. But that aside, 
she recently had an episode where she hosted the internet personality and comedian known as Timothy Delaghetto on her podcast and they were busy talking about you know men and sex and how ego is a cock block and at some point they decided to talk about sex with shorter guys and while I was on IG I happened to have stumbled onto that clip and of course for me being a tall guy you know above six feet i'm clearly on the opposite end so i really wanted to know what it was all about now i'm not gonna lie after listening to it i did find their views to be particularly interesting and i figured it was something worth talking about but before i say anything about it let me just play the clip for you then we can get into it so here it is men feel the pressure to perform in the bedroom mm. but then they also are not encouraged to go learn anywhere that's why so many dudes are whack specifically tall dudes. I say go for short man ladies because we don't have to like we don't have those expectations on us. You know what I'm saying? Tall dudes they're expected to like not only have huge dicks but also be a sex from the jump. They're not going to want to learn. They're going to feel stupid. Short dudes, I don't have those expectations on me. I'm learned. So usually short dudes going to lay it down. All right. Pretty interesting. Like the whole talk on, you know, like short guys can do it, you know, tall niggas expect to do blah blah. Like I feel like that one would be a little bit hard for me to answer, you know, whether tall guys are better in sex or worse and than than short guys when it comes to sex. I don't know. Like I feel like that's a question that I personally can't answer. Like it's something that I'd probably expect, you know, the babes that have been with me or have been with tall guys in general to sort of just answer because well, I don't play against the home team, so it's not like I'd really talk about, you know, tall nigga dick or short nigga dick. But was what he said particularly true? Well, as a guy who's spoken to a lot of babes, I I I honestly can't say because I've never really brought up the question of who fucks better, tall niggas or short niggas. Mostly just cuz I feel like that's a very disadvantaged question to ask and why the hell would I start caring about what another nigga's dick does? But essentially, I think for him as a short guy to talk about how short guys give great dick, you know, it's it it's pretty much, you know, him being proud of himself and you know like throwing some love back to a lot of short guys, which I think is particularly good and was his own comedic way of, you know, like showing confidence and being particularly happy. And the interesting thing is on this particular clip that was put up on IG, like Shan Budi decided to, you know, source a couple of comments on, you know, like short nigga dick and how great they are in sex and how great they are as boyfriends and shit. And it pretty much just reinforced the entire thing. The only unfortunate thing is that this podcast is only in audio, so it's not like I can really show all of those comments. And I can remember even one of them talking about how tall guys are just good for aesthetics, but but short niggas are really where it's at. And I'm not gonna lie, it's not like it actually really got to me. It's not like I felt bad about it or it actually sort of hurt because to a massive level, like when you kind of think about it, sex is a very subjective thing. Like I don't think people really ever admit that, but sex is a very very subjective thing. And the one thing that I can't say was true even though it was half true was the fact that, you know, there's the pressure to perform for us guys. You know, tall guys will have that pressure to perform, but short guys also have that same exact kind of pressure. 
It's just that the insecurity that kind of drives that pressure to perform in the bedroom is, you know, from two very different kinds of insecurities. Now, for me as a tall guy, I'll say that, say, if I perform particularly well or if a certain past babe said that I performed particularly well, the next babe that I'm going to bang, I am going to have that pressure at the back of my head to actually go ahead and perform because if we have mutual friends and at some point I'm interested in one of her friends in the future and, you know, she might want to let me hit, you know, a bad review from this shorty is going to impact my chances with the next shorty. And, you know, there's also the thing that babes talk. So I may not necessarily know her friends or, you know, we may not even have the same friends, but maybe one of her friends knows one of, you know, another babe's friends who knows one of my friends. And at some point, if I want to hit any of those babes in that line, if they get a bad review from this other shorty, then all of a sudden my chances get tanked. So, you know, there's the whole reputational damage that can come from not giving good dick. But with short niggas, they have the pressure to perform and show that they have good dick. Like for me, it's sort of like maintaining the idea that I have good dick. And for a short nigga, it's, you know, actually putting in the idea that they have great dick and they will be great boyfriends or, you know, great partners. And that pressure will come from the constant desire to be adored or to be validated as an attractive person by a lot of the you know opposite or same sex depending on who it is that you're attracted to because on a verbal level on a public level short guys haven't really been getting it all that great because a ton of babes have been saying time and time again i want a guy that's taller than me i want a guy who's like three four inches taller than me you know in case i wear heels and shit they never talk about how they want to be with a short guy you know you never hear babes being open and saying that they want to date a short guy so when it's tall guys that are getting the compliments all the time, when most Tinder profiles of babes are, you know, with the interest in, you know, six foot and above guys, like it does kind of make it seem particularly hard for short guys to get a break. So if they get a chance, then they want to show that they can actually perform particularly well. And that pressure exists. And short guys will never tell you that, but wait until you hear a babe saying that she prefers a shorter guy. Like the way these guys will light up and, and the way they'll almost stand in solidarity with this nigga, like you actually see that for yourself. Like I've personally seen that for myself and you can clearly see these guys want that validation. They love that validation. You know, the kind of validation that us tall guys have been getting for a long time and we might look at as, you know, just normal is something that they've been wanting for a very long time and they rarely get. So I can totally get that. Then the whole idea of them being considered more attractive than tall guys and you know them possibly being looked at as better sexual partners than tall guys like that's something that a lot of babes might say but at the end of the day it's particularly subjective you know there's babes that have had shit experiences with short guys and there are babes who've had great experiences with short guys same goes with tall guys there's some tall guys who've given absolutely shit dick there's tall guys that absolutely have small dick and there's some babes that genuinely just don't like tall guys as sexual partners like that's actually a thing that exists and the fact that people don't look at this shit as a subjective thing and they're like oh short guys is where it's at or tall guys is where it's at is what kind of creates a certain stigma and you know sort of ostracizes a certain group and they might actually be particularly good and the problem is people are sort of basing one incapability of performance or one inability to an entire group instead of particular individuals which is actually particularly wrong and the only person that it benefits are the people who are being mentioned in the better light like 
that's kind of the only place where there's good that's coming out of it. And you don't just see this with babes, you see this with guys as well. Like, for example, there's a guy in one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm in. This guy is called Oliver. Mad shoutouts to you, Oliver, if you're listening to this. Like, this guy loves skinny babes. Like, he is in for petite babes and skinny babes, and he believes that's where the love is at. That's where the best sex is. Those are the finest babes and shit. And those are the ones with the best pussy. Now, for him, he really, really loves skinny babes. And he's told me time and time again on the group that, you know what, you should try yourself a skinny babe. You will never go back. And like one or two other guys have agreed with him. But I'm going to tell you for a fact that I feel the opposite. For me, thick babes are where it's at, you know. And I've been with skinny babes. And I have had the chance of, you know, being with a petite and a skinny babe. And I can say for a fact that I prefer bigger babes. Like, I enjoy shagging thick babes. I enjoy BBWs and shit, at least as of right now. So, for me to say that I agree with him is completely off. Now, for him, he doesn't like thick babes at all. But does that mean that one of us is wrong or one of us is less right than the other? Not necessarily. You know, I like thick babes because of the certain pros and the cons. And there's stuff that I like about thick babes. And I believe that those things do make my experience better. For him, there's stuff that he likes about skinny babes that'll make his experience better. For me, I know I like the cushion for the pushing. I like, you know, you know, more for me to love. You know, I love the curves and shit. You know, and I like it when, you know, stuff jiggles and bounces and all of that. But I also know that there's the cons of the fact that one, you know, you can't perform every single position with them, you know, not unless you have, you know, an extra five inches here and there hidden somewhere. And, you know, a lot of them aren't that energetic when it comes to hopping on the dick, you know, and some of them will just flat out be lazy. And for him, there's definitely stuff that he likes in skinny babes that he clearly won't get with thick shorties. And, you know, he likes that and that's what makes his experience amazing. So at the end of the day, just like the case of Kevin Gates with the babes who have acne, I think it's a more subjective thing than ever. And beyond that, the sexual capabilities of certain people isn't really a matter of the group, it's a matter of the individual. The preference is what you can say is probably a matter of the group. Cause I'll tell you for a fact, in as much as I like thick babes, in as much as I enjoy banging BBWs, I'm not gonna lie, I've had shit experiences with BBW babes. So I know they're not perfect. The one thing out of that entire clip that I can say is completely true, unequivocal, and I cannot change it in any way, is the fact that men feel the pressure to perform, but are not encouraged to go and learn how to perform better anywhere else. Like that one I can say is absolutely true. And you can say that that one's a problem of the niggers or the babes and shit, but at the end of the day, that shit stands true. A lot of guys will go and they'll shag and they think that just because they did a good job, you know, they're perfect, they're good, and they will be shagging great for the rest of their lives. But there is quite a lot of learning that some guys need to do. And there's a lot that guys need to know about sex that they genuinely just don't. And that one, I will agree with it without a shred of doubt. But to kind of conclude all of this, let me just say this. While some people will say that such and such kinds of people are better to shag or these other people are better to shag, you know, whether it's hairy guys or not hairy guys or buff guys or fat guys or skinny guys or thick babes or skinny babes, at the end of the day, sex is a very subjective thing. And while some people might think that it's a case of only the pussy or only the dick, it's actually much more than that. There's a combination of biases and preferences that can make the experience better or worse. 
and a lot of that actually comes from inside your head so they might have the best pussy on the planet whatever the fuck that is and something as simple as the color or the kind of nails that they have can completely throw you off and not have as great of an experience as you could have possibly even had but to answer the question on whether smaller guys shorter guys are better at sex than taller dudes well to be very honest i'd like to think that us tall guys are particularly great but if it makes a shorter guy feel happier or feel more confident or it gives them the self-esteem boost to allow them to go and approach more women and get some then i will say on this podcast that short guys are better at sex than us taller dudes but then again my opinion doesn't really matter on this shit because it's mostly the babes that should be telling us so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on ig on facebook it is at break time on my side on twitter it is at bagaka the d i want your thoughts and comments on this thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>